where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has hidden unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. In Psalm 68, David can't seem to decide whether to praise God or enumerate the multitude of ways the Lord chooses to destroy his enemies. So he chooses to do both. He alternates back and forth, rejoicing and telling how God shows his power and glorifies himself through what he does to his enemies. He calls us to praise the Lord for his power and strength and the righteous way he demonstrates these characteristics. The Lord shows his omnipotence for our benefit. We see all he does and we glorify him for it. He is the God of our salvation, the one who triumphs and delivers his people. In response, those of us who know him should celebrate and rejoice. We are his. He is our God. He cares about us and works on our behalf, whether it's saving the whole nation from an enemy, sending rain, or protecting helpless individuals like the fatherless and widows. But his helping us and showing his power to us has another side. For his people, he is Savior and Deliverer. But to his enemies, he is Destroyer. They feel his wrath. This theme runs throughout the Bible. God is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath. He loves his people, but he hates sin. His wrath is a result of his great love, just as a mother's wrath against someone trying to kidnap her toddler would be the result of her great love for her child. So throughout this psalm, David gives examples of how God's wrath affects his enemies. They're scattered. They have to flee for their lives. They're blown away like smoke, melt like wax. He forces them to live in the wilderness. He gives their plunder to his people. They're scattered in a snowstorm. Then, verse 21 has our but God for the day. It says, But God will smash the heads of the enemies, crushing the skulls of those who love their guilty ways. An even more graphic image is in verse 23. You, my people, will wash your feet in their blood, and even your dogs will get their share. Not a pretty picture, is it? But later in the psalm, it mentions that kings will come bearing tribute to Israel's God. Specifically, they came from Egypt and Ethiopia to stretch out their hands toward God. Then all the kingdoms of the earth began praising the Lord. So the end of the psalm calls all of us, not just the Jews, but everyone, to sing praises to God and give him glory, for our God is awesome and mighty. Aren't you glad we were included? God chose his special people, the Israelites, to show his grace, mercy, and strength to the rest of the world. But that by no means left out the rest of us. It's actually an invitation to join in. That's one of the promises that God gave Abraham in Genesis 12. All Abraham wanted was a son. But God promised a whole nation and that his family would be a blessing to all the earth. In the Old Testament, we see outsiders, those who are once objects of God's wrath, becoming part of God's family. 
like Rahab from Jericho and Ruth from Moab, both of whom became ancestors of Jesus, the promised Messiah. So outsiders, those who are objects of God's wrath, don't have to stay outside. They don't have to be enemies of God and feel his wrath. God doesn't want them to. He invites all people to come to him. But woe to those who choose to be his enemy. So today, take some time to thank God for his wrath and also for his mercy. As always, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to share a treasure, support this ministry, or get Carla to speak at an event, please contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. You can listen to other episodes on our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you.